Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of We Talk Photo. I am, as always, one of your hosts, John Peterson, and with me coming from the cloudy state of Washington is my co-host, Jack Graham. It's not cloudy down there in Portland? Uh, no, it's actually pretty clear today. Wow. Yeah. I don't think we'll see the sun till May. Yeah, if we're lucky. By May, I will not be here. I know. We'll talk about that in, in another time. It's too complicated. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just got home yesterday, and uh, after an epic, epic drive through the snow and ice, and I, I can't tell you how many semi-trucks I saw in the ditch yesterday. We better tell everybody that doesn't know. We we just finished a couple days in Jackson, Wyoming, in the beautiful snowy Teton Mountains, which we, I think we had two storms. They both were about uh, one early in the week before most of our people got there, about five inches, and then another one uh, later in the week right after everybody got there, about another five or six inches. That was in town, probably a lot more in the park. And um, I think the coldest we had was 14 below. Was it you had? I got minus 16 on my uh, on my truck. Yeah, that's because it's uh, international. You have an (laughs) internet made vehicle. Yes. Yes. uh, So so do I, but it's just different parts of Asia. Um, but um, so it was cold uh, in the morning, but, it, you know, it wasn't ultra windy. Um, for those of you, uh, you know, I, I guess the Teton, we, we've been going out there a lot of years uh, in the winter, and it's a really special place because there's not a lot of people. And nope. uh, it's even, and there's a reason for that, because the weather can be, very challenging and very cold and you know John if I pulled out my 10 best images of my life which I don't know that I have 10 but I I could probably find 10 about eight of them would be in really crappy weather conditions or something not nor you know not 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 comfortable let's say that yeah because you know bad weather brings drama yeah and we get plenty of that so yeah. Well, so you know, I'm I'm happy, Jack, because that was our well, that was our last workshop of 2022, and uh, we had a we had a good group with us. Everybody was uh, everybody was really up for uh, the adventure of well, what you know, we were I doing there. One of, our, one of our participants, Dennis Yarborough from Oklahoma, uh, has been staying uh, with me here. He's flying back to Oklahoma tomorrow. And because he's here, he's sitting right next to me. So I think what we'll do here, and I'm not paying him to say anything, <laughs> at least not yet. Um, but it might be interesting just to get some perspective from him on, on the event. And, and just so you all know who's out there listening, um, it's about 8, it's about 9 o'clock in the morning on uh, Tuesday, December 6th, and we literally decided to do this podcast about 40 minutes ago. So this is a real, real impromptu thing, and and there, anything you'll hear from Dennis, I have no idea what he's going to say. 
Of course, you would, if he doesn't want to get thrown out on the ice and snow out there in the street, he better be nice to us. But we haven't, we have a, this is totally unrehearsed. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he might give you some good pointers and maybe something that we could do a little better. I don't know. But, um, you know, we it was an interesting couple days. It was good. So, long time listener, first time guest, Dennis. So, was this your first trip, or, or have you been out to the Tetons before? I've been out there in the Tetons uh, in the fall, about five years ago, and it was great then because of the color and the access and that kind of stuff. But winter has a whole different environmental aspect to it. the colder weather with the snow um, you've got less parking spaces available and cleared out all the time but also less people you don't have quite as many rvs and that kind of thing so the one of the best parts of it was the animals moved around a lot more and there was a lot of access to the moose and the bison and of course the elk um, it was just amazing how uh, they don't pay attention to the people going by sometimes a car or something will interrupt them but most of the time they're just trying to stock up on food and lay down and rest when they want to also had a lot of sheep around so it was just it was just really nice to have that view of it uh, from from the winter versus the, the fall yeah the animals you know when it, the weather comes in they, they they feel the barometers, so they tend to eat and move around. And then when the weather starts happening, they bed down, usually up in the timber. And then after sitting in the snowstorm all night, they're really hungry when it stops, so they get out and eat again. So that provides for a lot of uh, a lot of good photographs. So I tell you what, we had about a fifteen minute. Uh, well, maybe maybe forty five minutes actually it's longer now. Um experience with about John, what would you say? Seven, eight moose? Yeah, there was eight or nine, my last count, yeah. Yeah, and they were I mean they were they were, you know, probably fifty or sixty yards away. But certainly with our long glass in fact I had it I I had an extender on my long lens, I had to take it off. They were well, Jack, when I, I rolled up into that before you, and they were um, 10 yards away when I rolled up, and I didn't get out of the truck because I didn't want to tangle with a moose. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they were they were too close to use my long lens. I mean, I had to wait until they moved away. It was a special thing. I've been out there many, many years. I, I think only once before I've actually seen that. It, it was a great thing. Yeah, there were eight. I think I think they were all males, so they all had uh, racks, big big antler racks on their heads, and they were eating and they were sparring and all sorts of great behavior that we were able to capture on uh, on our sensors. Yeah, you know the the shame about that is that for the people who were there, uh, they came in on Wednesday. I think that was Thursday morning that yeah. they were out. You know, you, you have to learn how to shoot these animals. And, and people who know me, I'm not a wildlife photographer. I'm not, you don't want to see somebody who knows how to shoot wildlife, you know, look at uh, look at Art Wolf or, and, uh, you know, unfortunately the, the great Len Rouge just passed a couple of weeks ago. 
but his his uh, son Len Rue Jr. These are great wildlife photographers. Um, I'm not, but what you have to learn is how to anticipate what these animals are going to do, so you can get the photograph before. You know, you have to anticipate what they're doing, so you you're prepared to put put that shutter down at the right time. And that was the first experience, and it's too bad it was because. I think I know I missed a few shots because I was just kind of learning that method of photography. It's not easy. Yeah, you have to warm up to it. And and we started off the trip with um, probably the most memorable wildlife experience of the week. And uh, and yeah, there were. I, I know I missed a few shots as well that I wanted. Well, you know, I think whether whether you all go with us um, or you go by yourself you know everybody tends to go out there in the springtime and in the fall for the aspens when they turn color but I think you're missing a lot in the winter um, you, you really should go there's plenty of lodging if you go in early December in Jackson it's you know nothing's really reasonable in Jackson but it, it, it's, a, it's a lot more reasonable in early December than it is in January or February rest of the year. Uh, you can park on the street. The wait, the, the waiting time to eat in the restaurants is horrible. Pretty good. And, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a probably the slowest time of the year uh, in, in Jackson. So yeah. it's a good time. Yeah. But you do have to watch out. Like Dennis said, you know, you don't have the places to park. You don't have the. You got to watch out for the snow plows, man. I tell you, these plows are. <laughs> the plows are as tall as your vehicle, almost, and they're like razor blades if they hit you. So you don't want to deal with that. And these plow drivers are, they're like log log uh, delivery drivers up in the northwest. They they move fast, and you got to really be careful. Of that. Yeah, you got to get out of the way for those guys. But I tell you, you know, one of the things I love about winter in that area is the low angle light and the shadows and the, 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 the color temperature of the light across the landscape is really special. It reminds me a lot of that. A lot of Iceland where you will be next month. Yep. Yep. Nobody wants to go. There's still an opening or two. Get a hold of John. Yeah, indeed there is. Uh, the, the sun never in Iceland never gets above about seven eight degrees. I think in Jackson it's a little higher than that, but it's long enough to the the light is low enough to cast these shadows on these trees and in, in the in the, especially if you get new snow that's hasn't had footprints in it. It just adds a. But guys, one of the one of the things I want to. Uh, emphasize is certainly you can go by yourself and you can drive and that kind of thing but having someone there that knows the right time to be at the right place so that the lighting is right and you get the impressions that you really want when you go home is is invaluable as far as achieving what you want as far as and we we don't hand itineraries out on this trip because we're bouncing all over the all over the park with so, yeah, with so much variable weather, it's you can't predict it, and so it's almost a game time call of where we go um, based upon point. what we're seeing outside. Yeah, that's a, Dennis made a great point. You really, you know, 
there's people at Jackson that run those wildlife uh, eco tourism type things in the big vans. But what I noticed from them, and I guess I guess in a way I'm, I'm blowing our own horn here, John. And I don't mean to be doesn't mean to be an advertisement, but you know these vans they see what they see and then they leave. And I saw some photographers on there that were pretty pretty angry that they didn't get to stay longer. Um, but it's kind of like going on a Nat Geo trip where you have a, a rather large group and half just want to see the, 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 what they see and then leave. And then the other half want to stay and photograph them. You know, and we, we, we tend to hang around these areas until it's over, until the animals either leave or the light gets bad in the landscape or it gets too damn cold or we get too damn hungry. Yeah, but but that's the beauty of this for us. I mean, we we hang out for as long as we want, and then we either move on to the next, you know, move on to the next thing. And you know what the beauty about this is, John. Hmm. The beauty is that man, we don't leave the hotel till like seven in the morning, and it gets dark at four forty-five. It sure makes up for that pollution trip where we leave at three in the morning and get back at eleven at night. <laughs> That, I love these. That hurts. <laughs> but the Palouse is special in its own way, so you you have to put it put a little effort into it. Did everybody? Did anybody have any gear issues? Did you have any gear issues, Dennis? You didn't, you didn't no, have... not this trip. One of the one of the things that made that so much better was leaving the cameras and the lenses in the colder weather, so we didn't have to go from warm to cold and cold back to warm. And, that sort of thing, because that can cause a lot of problems. Yeah, I've got I've got a Toyota truck with a Lear cap on it, so we kept the cameras in the back at or below freezing the whole time. And that way, we didn't have any condensation. And you whatever. know, it it never. I, I think the warmest I saw in Jackson was twenty two degrees. That was the warmest. Yeah. But it's a, unlike the Northwest here for for us, Jack. It's a dry cold, and I, I laugh about that. But it doesn't feel as cold, relatively, like compared to moist environments I'm, like in the Northwest. I mean, the we're unloading the truck. It's awfully damp out here now, and it's kind of just yeah. Well, I, I did have one gear issue myself. My uh, on that day that it was minus sixteen, my tripod leg decided to pull out of its uh pull out of the base and you're using a gitso a gitso tripod it's been with me for years and uh now now it looks like i'm gonna have to jb weld it like me (laughs) yep like me you know i wish they put jb weld on those damn tripods when they build them (laughs) but you know we're not knocking get so really right stuff. We, we, you know, I mean, my tripod's been used 300, probably 300 days a year for 12 years, and it's been through yeah oceans and salt water and everything. And that's what happens. You know, yeah, I don't feel bad. I've gotten a lot of good value out of this, so it's I'm not pissed off about it at all. Well, I think we beat the dead horse on the Tetons. Do you think? I mean, everybody go in the winter. Um, I'm going to give John a link he can put up on uh, my website. I do have some images up from the from the trip a week ago. If you want to click on it, he'll put it up. 
and um, and uh, you can see we uh, we stopped. You'll see some rusted old cars in there. Um, we stopped in Sprague at Dave's old car rescue. I drive right past it on I ninety going out, and uh, that was done. The, the colored rusted cars are not from Jackson Hole. They're from Sprague. Yeah. Just well, you know, and I will say, Jack, coming back, um, coming back, I, I, it took me two days to drive home because of the weather conditions, and and Oregon got a, a whole bunch of snow, which was a little bit unusual for this state. And uh, driving back in yesterday, I went through the gorge, and I decided, you know what, you don't see these waterfalls in snow and ice very often, so. Even though I was exhausted and I wanted to be home, I made the detour through the gorge to photograph waterfalls in the snow. It was pretty cool. But maybe you can get some of those up. Um, a yeah. couple other, just a little couple of housekeeping things that we wanted to mention. Um, you know, I just clicked on a website and saw that the new Sigma 18 and 50 F2.8 for Fuji film cameras are in stock. Um, it got a really good a, a number of really great reviews. I think it's a really good lens. It's a thousand dollars less than the Fuji film lens. Um, and it's a really great lens. The one thing I would be careful of, because I don't know yet how it performs with the new sensors in the new Fuji X-T5s and the X-H series cameras. So anybody sees that lens, yeah, it's a thousand dollars less. And it, it really is a very sharp lens. I'm sure in the X-T4, 3, 2, I'm sure it's a great, great product, but man, be careful of it on the new stuff. It may be great. I don't know. But before you go buying that lens because of the value, please beware that it may not perform on these high megapixel sensors. So and you, it may. Can, can you touch on that a little bit, Jack? What's the what, what are people seeing with some of these lenses that aren't up to snuff? Well, you know, the, when you have a, a, a sensor that you're, especially an APS-C sensor like Fuji uses, you're cramming 40 megapixels on, I think, what is it, 41? I don't know what it is. It's a lot of megapixels on a little sensor. Um, you, you know, any deficiencies in lenses are going to be magnified. And a lot of the older Fuji lenses, um, we talked about this in the last podcast, and uh, somewhere I think they're either on, I did a blog entry, I think, on my last blog, I listed the ones that are good. And Fuji's website has this information. Fuji Rumors has it. A lot of websites have it. Um, but you need to use a good quality lens. The F FX glass is what you want to use. And you know some of these older lenses, you know, like the old uh, the old kit lenses. I don't like to call them kit lenses because they're really good. But that old uh, what was it? The uh, eighteen to fifty five. Fifty five is not going to function on the. Uh, on the X-T5 or the X-H series. Um, it just isn't up to, up to today's standards for the, for the, for the really uh, elevated megapixels. So, so just to be clear, it'll function, but the image quality is not going to be great, as great as it could be for the sensor. Work. You're correct, 100% yeah. correct. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's, you know, as we know, it's, it's just like audio. Everything in the signal chain 
everything in the path has an impact on audio quality or image quality. And so you need to make sure that for what you're after, that you have every piece, glass, sensor, processor, um, everything at a certain level for the image quality that you're expecting. So, but let me repeat on the signal lens. I've, I've read and I've saw some really great reviews on it. I don't know how it performs on the new cameras. It may be great. I don't know. I don't want to say anything negative. It may be great. It may not. But do some research before you go spending that money um, and, and find out. And, and you know, shame on me. I probably should know that. But, you know, I don't have one. I don't know anybody has one. Um, I haven't seen anybody use it yet, so I don't, I don't know what it is. But the other thing, um, John, I'd like to mention, um, my dear friend Guy Tal's new book is now available in hardcover. You can buy it from Rocky Nook. You can buy it from Amazon. It's about $40. We had Guy on, I don't know how many podcasts ago, three or four. Yeah. It, it, so if you haven't heard that podcast, drill down and, re, and hear it. And Guy, re, you know, he talks about this new book. It, it's again in his, in his series, you know, of um, you know of, of books that he's done for Rocky Nook, and this one's called the Interior Landscape, and it has nothing to do with photographing your home. Um, it's just some ideas about creativity and expression, um, the relationships, you know, uh, between you know, photographers and art, and and, uh, and 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 just you know, kind of real thinking uh, essays uh, um, on expressive landscape photography. And no one does it better than Guy, right. other than me, of course. Guy's um, an amazing author. <laughs> he, he drills down into the philosophy and the, the deeper meaning of taking a photograph and, and making it meaningful to people that are going to view it. So yeah, I taught, you know, and, and, and Guy, I'll tell you, I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> I wish. I wish. It's the opposite. Yeah. Uh, so I was super stoked to get my copy of that book in the mail the other day while we were out traveling, and can't wait to sit down and crack that open and start reading. You can order it from Rocky Nook. It, I just see that it is on Amazon Prime today. And you order, you'll have it. Uh, you'll have it. Um, in a, in a couple of weeks. I think it's actually going to be released on December 20th. We got an advanced copy, but it is up on Amazon and it will be out and you can have it for Christmas. So um, the interior landscape, uh, another great book by guys. So yeah. with that, I don't have a whole lot going on. I'm going to drive over to Gig Harbor today and maybe buy another record. I need more more vinyl records that you do i'm gonna unpack and get my images downloaded and backed up and just have a great day in the office if there can Everybody be such a thing jennifer didn't change the locks on no that? no i actually got back into my house it was all good <laughs> you don't have a tree fall or anything no no thankfully not we're uh, happy to be home all right well I think all right folks so until the next time, and, and uh, I don't know who we're gonna have, but we'll have a we'll have a, we'll we we're you know we gotta find someone who will talk to us, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
It's all good. It's all good, folks. Well, get your uh, act ready for the holidays, and we'll be back soon, and um, enjoy the winter, folks. We'll be back shortly, folks. All right, have a great day, and if you have any suggestions, comments, funny anecdotes, uh, wetalkphoto at gmail.com. Check out the webpage, wetalkphoto.com, for... um, Links to Jack's and my gallery. And with that, we'll wish you a very happy December 6th. Or whatever day you're listening to this one. Bye.